bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out The Big Rap Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on G1Reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions in Verarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Yes indeed, welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you all? Hope you're all keeping the very best. Can you believe it? Wow, what a week that has been in the piping world. Oh my goodness! <laughs> sometimes I just get far too excited recording this stupid podcast sometimes, but uh, yeah, we've got so much to talk about, guys. It's been insane this past week. As I'm recording this, it's the 2nd of August, so possibly one of the busiest times in the piping calendar, so hey, you're going to have to bear with me. So first of all, let's get the introductions out of the way. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we are the show for the piping folk. So if bagpiping and bag, bagpipes and all that sort of stuff is your thing, we are the show for you. I am very, very aware that we get new listeners each and every week. So hello if you're a new listener. Welcome. Feel free to make yourself at home and send us an email to say, Hi, I've just discovered the podcast. Because, yeah, a lot of people are only really joining in now. And they're realising, Oh! I didn't know you had this. How long has this been going for? Um, weeks. So, yeah, we do one each and every week. And, as always, we cover everything from the piping world. Be it competitive music, be it Celtic music, folk music. We try and cover as much of the piping world as we can. Now, at the minute, we are smack bang in the middle of the piping season. Competitive piping season. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be chatting about mostly on this podcast today. So we've got so much news to get through because, of course, this past weekend we had the Scottish Championships in Dumbarton. Ah, we've got so much to talk about. I have a crazy big script. For those of you who listened to our live show on Fuse FM Balamoney, you guys would have caught a show and a half. It was crazy. I had a whole big massive script, which I have here. Look. Yeah, see, I'm doing visual things on a podcast. Massive big script and everything with so many news stories to try and get out. And I didn't get any of it out at all, hardly. Managed to get the results read and that was it. Because the conversation all centred around one thing and that was Dumbarton. Everybody wanted to talk about what just happened. So we're going to get to that. Do not fear. Anyway, I have to give a special shout to our patrons at the very top of the show. Special shout out goes to Jeremy Downs at LoneStarPiping.com. There, Jeremy. And I have to give a special shout to Brandon Moreno as well. Hey, Brandon. And, of course, the House of Piping. Now, do you know something? I was looking into the House of Piping, actually. This isn't a shameless plug, by the way. (laughs) But I was looking at them to see what was this all about, the House of Piping. And what it is, it's an incredibly interesting website. It's kind of like... How to describe it? It's like an agency, almost, for solo pipers. For pipers out there who are looking to get gigs. And they basically act like a booking agent and stuff. I think that's what it is. So, go and check it out. I tell you what. Go and check it out. House of Piping. Go and Google it. You'll find it. Because, it's yeah, it's a pretty awesome website. You should go and check it out. So, the House of Piping guys have been supporting us there on Patreon now for a while. They are awesome. You should go and check them out. 
because especially if you're going to be you know piping at gigs you know you know booking at piping at weddings and things like that is your kind of thing they're definitely going to be worth checking out because they do kind of guarantee work you know or at least to put your name out there so go and check them out definitely worth looking at i found it very interesting anyway that wasn't a shameless plug by any means but i'm just a shout out to our patrons if you are interested you can support what we do on our patreon page you don't have to of course we will still continue to produce our amazing piping show for completely free but if you can support us in any way that you can that would be really welcomed because it'll help us reinvest back into our show yeah and up the quality there you go so there you go a shameless plug for the patreon right let's get into the piping news yeah, this past weekend was the Scottish Championships in Dumbarton. The last major championship on the calendar before bands have to head to Glasgow. So this is the last chance bands have to get a real good run at each other and see who comes out on top before they face the man with the clipboard in Glasgow. So, how did it all shake down? Well, I'm sure you guys already know the results by now, but we'll go through them anyway. The junior drum major Scottish champion went to Cathy Hunter of Manor Cunningham. Go on, Cathy! Yeah! And the juvenile Scottish champion went to Gib Fraser of Colburn, Iowa. Now, Gib is having a great season. Still in winning ways there, Gib. So, fantastic stuff. Well done, man. Um, now, and the adult champion, adult Scottish champion... Ooh, I pause for effect because all the way through the season so far, we have had Alicia Dixon Hamilton of the Matt Boyd Memorial BEM, of course, and we've had Jason Price of Rivara. Now, those two guys have been battling it out most of the season. So, something quite cool happened. Somebody else won! It was awesome to see this. So, Lauren Abraham of Bally Breast Pipe Band lifted it. She's the Scottish champion. Now, I actually read this. I don't know if it's true or not. I might have to check my facts on this. But Lauren, this was her first final that she managed to qualify for. So not only did she qualify, she went on to win the blinking thing. So Lauren, wow. Talk about turning all the taps on. <laughs> Congratulations, Scottish champion. Bang, just out of nowhere. Congratulations, Lauren. Fantastic stuff. Wish you well going over to the Worlds. I think the Drum Major Championships are going to be really interesting this year, the World Championships. So many people can just go in there and lift it, you know. Anyway, on to the bands. Grade 4B went to Kilmarnock, and they lifted the drumming as well. So well done, Kilmarnock. Great performance there. And Grade 4A went to the 3rd Battalion, the Royal Regiment of Scotland. Now, I was told on the live show that these guys had maybe the best sound on the park. Now, this was compared to some of the Grade 1 big guns. Apparently, this band had an amazing sound. Now, I searched as best I could on the internet and stuff, and I couldn't find any video of the band at all. So, I'm going to have to keep digging. I'm dying to find out what that sounded like. Because I had a, by a number of people actually contacted the live show there and Fuse, and they told it check out the third battalion. They them they sounded incredible. Now that was in Grade Four A, so they're Scottish champions. Congratulations. Now I have to be completely biased here, and I'm allowed to because it's my podcast. All right, so shut up. <laughs> but Scottish drumming champions in Grade Four A went to Tully Lagan. Yeah, go on the Lagan. Yeah. 
Yeah. The reason why I'm shouting is because I've got family playing for Tully Lagan Band so and the drum corps. So <laughs> awesome to see family winning a, a major championship. So there you go. It was all a real happy house in our house. So well done to Tully Lagan. So yeah, and they also managed to th- finish up third as a band. So there you go. Tully Lagan, Scottish drumming champions. Congratulations. Now, on to grade 3B. No, it wasn't the Quinn Memorial. I know some of you are already trying to read ahead and say, ah, the Quinn Memorial. No, it wasn't the Quinn. Now, this was a bit of a shock because a lot of people were saying on the day, the Quinn sounded amazing. Now, the Quinn Memorial, of course, are my old band. And so I'd love to see them doing well, but wow, what a shock. So who actually lifted the top spot was the Royal Borough of Annan. Now, if you heard them, whew. They really played for it. So well done, Royal Borough of Annan. And they lifted the Drummond title as well. Now, the Quinn Memorial Band themselves actually finished up second. So they weren't far away. But, yeah, the Royal Borough lifted it. So well done. Now, I think if you watch the video of the Quinn Memorial, they actually hit some of the worst conditions I've seen on the day. It was raining sideways. The wind was howling. It was pelting with rain. But they still managed to produce a second place performance, which isn't bad. So well done, everyone there at Quinn Memorial. You know, even though you didn't lift the top spot, I still think second place, awesome sauce. You know what I mean? Fantastic. Now, on to grade three A. D side Caledonia lifted the top spots. Well done, D side. The drumming went to the two six two two Highland Squadron of the RAF. Wow, there you go, good stuff. Now grade two. Grade 2 is possibly one of the most competitive grades in my own opinion. Uh, You'll probably disagree with me, but it was definitely worth watching on the day. Top spot went to Loman and Clyde. Loman and Clyde lifted the first place. There you go. And the drumming went to Glasgow Sky. So, yeah, Glasgow Sky and Loman and Clyde have kind of been nipping at each other's heels all season. It's been very interesting to watch. So, yeah, Loman and Clyde, Scottish champions. There you go. Now, the big one. Grade one. <laughs> now, in case you've been living in a cave somewhere, you're going to know who your Scottish champions are. Of course, it's Inverary and District. So congratulations, Inverary. You guys are having one heck of a season. And so, yeah, continuing on from winning form, Inverary lifting the top spot. Now, the drumming. This was amazing. The drumming went to St. Lawrence Atul. Yes! What a result. And if you actually heard the performance, wow, it was really, really good. Now, the Field Marshal Montgomery, if everyone's asking where did they fall, Field Marshal actually finished up second behind Inverary. So, this kind of sparked a little bit of controversy because whenever you looked at the summary of the results, Field Marshal finished with a fourth and a second in piping. Now, that had a lot of people thinking, really? Really? Now, whenever you listen back... Now, what we done on the live show last night is we actually played Inverary and then we played Field Marshal back-to-back and we asked our listeners to text us in what their thoughts were uh, you know, after we played out like a, you know, a high-quality recording of both bands. And our listeners couldn't separate them. <laughs> we couldn't split them just equally as good. Now, St. Lawrence Atul managed to finish up third, so your your top spot was Inverary Field Marshal St. Lawrence Atul, which is not 
you know, it's not bad. Everyone's thinking, yeah, that's probably about right. Inverary were playing amazingly. So were Field Marshal and so were St. Lawrence Atul. And if you were to listen to the performances, you know, I'm not just saying this for the sake of it, but you really couldn't split any of the bands. So without actually having a clipboard and standing in that arena yourself, you're not actually going to know, are you really? So there you go. That was our Scottish Championships. Now, of course, we managed to live stream it all of Grade 1, plus those all-important results on our Facebook page. have to say thank you to everyone for tuning into that. It was awesome. Uh, great fun um, for everyone all chatting away. And I have to say, the, the RSPBA managed to film, I think it was a Grade 3B? I think it was 3B. Uh, yeah, that's all up on their YouTube channel. You should go and check that out now. All of those performances are all up there. Right, so that's the Scottish Championships. Yeah, we're not going to get into predictions and all of that kind of stuff. We're not going to break through all the summaries and see what judge who marked who and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's maybe for another podcast. <laughs> when we start breaking down summaries. But next week's podcast is going to be our predictions show. Yeah, because we're going to be recording this podcast during Pipe and Live Week. It's going to be insanely busy. And that's going to be the week that I'm going to want to hear from you guys. I want to know who you think is going to lift the top spot on each grade. Now, not just grade one. Because, yeah, I'm sure everyone has an opinion on grade one. But I also want to know what you think about grade 4B up. Yeah, who do you think is going to be our world champions? You can email them in to me. BigRabShow at gmail.com Please do email me in your predictions and we will go through each and every one. Now, I do know that we normally start each show with some listener mail. I'm very aware of that now just now I'm doing piping news, but we haven't got any. And that's the truth, though. We haven't had anything come through to the Big Rap Show mailbox this week. It's really, really weird. Really weird. Like, after weeks and weeks of just countless messages where there was a few podcasts where I couldn't get through them all... So now where we have nothing. Weird. So yeah, please do mail me in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Especially with your predictions. Because on next week's podcast we'll be talking all about predictions. Who do we think is going to lift the big one? Well, before that we have another competition to get out of the way. In Scotland we have North Berwick. Of course that's happening. But what I want to talk about being completely selfish and being based in Northern Ireland, I want to be talking about the Lisburn and Castlereagh Championships. (laughs) Yes, that's happening this weekend in Moira. So depending on when you're listening to this, this is being recorded on the 2nd of August. Yeah, this weekend, the Lisburn and Castlereagh Championships are going to be happening in sunny Moira. So let's break it down. It's quite a big competition when you look at it. Grade 4B has 17 bands. Grade 4A, 14 bands. Grade 3B, you have 8. But that's with 3 bands playing up from Grade 4A. In Grade 3A, you have 10 bands with 3 bands playing up. With Grade 2, you have 8 bands with 3 bands playing up. So, have you noticed a pattern here? A lot of bands are playing up the grades. And in Grade 1, we have 8 bands with 2 bands playing up. So, hey, there you go. That's quite a large competition, especially in Grade 1. Uh, whenever you look at the Grade 1 breakdown, we have uh, Phil Marshall Montgomery are going for... Yeah, they're having a run out. And the PSNI are going to be there. Ravara Pipan are going to be there. The Vale of Athol are coming over. How awesome's this? The Vale of Athol are coming. Yeah, 
that this is off the back of, of course, their first performance here this season so far in Northern Ireland was in uh, Bangor at the start of the season. Well, here they are now near the tail end of the season coming to Lisburn. So there you go. The Vale's going to have another pop over here in Northern Ireland. So the Vale are here, plus Blarian District as well. Let's not forget about them. And also, possibly what would be a star attraction here would be Auckland and District Pipe Band are coming. Wow! How awesome is that? So Auckland and District are coming, yeah, to, to juke it out with the Field Marshal and your Blairy and your Vale and your PSNI and Rivara. That's going to be an amazing event. So, yeah, with all, <laughs> all being well, we do hope to live stream as much as we possibly can from Moira this weekend. So, yeah, you guys can catch all the action and then make your final decisions as to who you think is going to lift it. So, yeah, that's happening all in Moira this weekend for the Lisburn and Castlereagh Championships. Right. Uh, let me see. On the show this week, we had something kind of special sent to us. Now, we had mentioned it on our podcast before about our possible events that you want to catch a pipe and live. Well, one of them was the release of a new EP by Ross Miller and Charlie Stewart. It's called Accidental Belterism. Yeah, <laughs> amazing title. So this, of course, is it's made by the Danny Kyle Award-winning pipe and fiddle duo Ross Miller and Charlie Stewart. Charlie is a BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician of the Year, and Ross is a first-class graduate of the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. There you go. So Ross is also a piper within Verarian District, so we'll just let that slip in there, won't we, Ross? Um, so, yeah, Ross and Charlie both sent me a copy of their EP ahead of the release. So for those of you who tuned into our live radio show, you actually managed to catch an exclusive first play track from the EP. It sounded amazing. The track itself was called I Rate, and... I can't describe it well enough for you. You're going to want to get your hands on this. It, yeah, it's going to be released at the Pipe and Live Festival on the 9th of August. And it's, yeah, you're just going to want to get your hands on it. That's all I can really say. I can't really play you out the track here in the podcast because it hasn't officially been released yet. And we only had exclusive rights to play it on our radio show once. So <laughs> there you go. Available from the 9th of August. You'd be able to Google it, I'm sure. There will be a band camp or something like that where you'd be able to get your hands on a copy. This is a fantastic introduction EP by these two guys. And I honestly think we haven't heard the last of them. Uh, so Accidental Belterism by Ross Miller and Charlie Stewart. Definitely going to be one to check out, uh, especially if you're a fan of anything to do with Celtic music or traditional music. you got to check this out. Okay, just take it from me. <laughs> Trust your Uncle Rab, you're going to want to get this. Okay, let's talk about the 2017 Worlds. It's just around the corner. So, yeah, this Worlds is slowly turning out to be Bill Livingston slash Worlds 2017. Because Bill Livingston is doing so much over this World Week, it's just insane. Of course, we've talked about him launching his brand new book, Preposterous Tales to Follow. And you know, it's his memoirs. And you're, if you haven't got a pre ordered copy of this yet, why not? You need this, okay? As much as you have to get a copy of this EP, the EP would be cool and all, and you can listen to it everywhere, and the music will certainly put a smile on your face. But you're definitely going to want a copy of this book, man, okay? Just hit pause on the podcast now, go and order it. 
<laughs> well, yes, Bill Livingston had, he's doing that, but plus he's also releasing some of his tunes available for free download. So, yeah, if you are looking some new material for your band and you're looking some sheet music, yeah, Bill is releasing some of his tunes completely for free. You can go and check it out on Bill's website, BillLivingston.com, I think it is. I think that's the address, I should have written it down. Excuse me. But, yeah, Bill is releasing some tunes of his completely for free. And you can go and download them to your heart's content and share it with all your bandmates. But also, something kind of sad happened. Well, not happened, but it was announced. Bill Livingston has announced that the 2017 Worlds will be his last competitive appearance in the piping world. Now, this is kind of sad. It's kind of like, ah. <laughs> so, according to pipesdrums.com, this will be the last competitive appearance by Bill. He, of course, is now, I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning, but he's 75 years old. And he's been competing now for almost 60 years. So, that's a long period of time being involved in the competitive world of piping. Now, come on. There isn't anyone in the piping world who doesn't know who Bill Livingston is. So, he's a giant in the piping world. So, when he's now finally announced that he's going to be hanging up the bagpipes, it is kind of a sad time. Now, Bill, of course, is world famous for all of his countless achievement in the solo world, but he's also really well known as the pipe major of the Grade 1 78th Fraser Highlanders, which he was there for at least 29 years. Now, that's a long tenure with the 78th Frasers. So... What happened after that is he went to the Toronto Police, where he's been a member there since about 2011, I think. Um, so, yeah, Bill has finally decided, with, fine, with reaching his 75th year on this planet, Bill has decided, yeah, this will be his last competitive outing. So, it made me think, you know, should our association, our RSPBA, should they do something to kind of mark this? The guy is such a legend. He, you know, he's provided so much piping music for us fans through countless years. You know, should there be a little tip of the hat or a thank you, Bill, or even just a mention during the March Pass to say, you know, up oh, and there's Bill Livingston, you know, thank you very much. So just, just something, you know? Should there be a little tip of the hat by the RSPBA to mark this occasion of him retiring? We had this debate on the live show. Someone mentioned no. Because when you think about it, the drumming legend that is Jim Kilpatrick also recently retired, just last year. And the association didn't really do anything then either. There was no speeches, no presentations, no photographs, nothing like that. Now, <clears throat> Jim Kilpatrick, of course, finished out his drumming career with the Spirit of Scotland Pipe Band. And if you've seen the pictures, I'm sure you all have by now, but Jim Kilpatrick and his drum corps led the band on to the March Past. Now, this was a decision made by the band to mark Jim's retirement, that Jim had the privilege of leading the band in with his band of drummers with the pipers all behind them. Kind of like a mark of respect by the members of the band saying a thank you to Jim. Now, that was kind of incredible. <laughs> it really was. So, yeah... It's a decision made by the band, but not the association. So do you think the association should have done something to mark the retirement of Jim Kilpatrick? Personally, I think, yeah. I think even a little tip of the cap to say, you know, 
today marks the retirement of you know the countless time world champion lead drummer Jim Kilpatrick. Thank you. Something like that, even just a little cursory message, just to say you know thanks. Don't know. And even at that, like there's Bill Livingston, world famous piper, and he's going to be hanging up the pipes, and it's just going to be as if nothing happened. You know, it would be just awesome if the association were even just to kind of. Just to mention it in passing. You don't even have to do something that's grand. Like I'm not expecting fireworks or anything. But, you know, just something. You know, something nice. You know, a little mention, even on their webpage with a photograph. I don't know. I don't know. It's food for thought, though. Food for thought. You guys can let me know, of course, your opinion. You can email me in. BigRabShow.gmail.com. That's where all your opinions go. Grant. Now, have you seen the Bob Warrell drinking game? <laughs> This was posted to our Facebook page saying, oh man, can't wait to play this. Now, we shared it out on our Facebook page and after we had shared it, we read it and it's pretty dangerous. So for those of you who are going to be enjoying the live stream provided this year by the BBC, yeah, Bob Worrell, of course, gives his expert commentary on the bands as they finish and it's just the best. Bob Worrell is fantastic at his job. He really is. So knowledgeable and if anything he reads your mind. We'll talk about this later. But yeah he does have little Bob Worrell-isms. Same as I do here in the Rab Show. You know I always talk about people playing out of their skin or melting your face. Um, (laughs) Bob Worrell has his little things as well. Uh, Subtle support from the back line and you know stuff like that. Um, Which sounds really cool, but every time we would mention it, and if you're playing the drinking game, you could be absolutely wasted by the time the second band comes on. So I shared it out there, and then I felt kind of responsible for a load of people's hangovers. So I have to say, if you're going to be playing the Bob Worrell drinking game, please drink responsibly. We cannot be held responsible for anybody and uh, drinking way too much alcohol. But uh, hey, it's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you can go and check that out. It's on the Rab Show Facebook page. It's a good laugh. And it, please treat it as a laugh. It isn't supposed to be serious. It's just, just a bit of fun. Okay. So talking about our Facebook page, we have recently hit a little bit of a milestone. Yeah, we announced it recently. Over the course of the weekend there at Dumbarton, we reached over 7,000 likes on Facebook. 7,000, man. I can't even think about how many people 7,000 people is. That's insane. Absolutely insane. So I have to say a massive thank you to everyone for your, all your continued support. It's just awesome that you've clicked that like button. Really, really appreciate it. And for those of you who haven't clicked the like button yet, why not? Please do go over to our Facebook page. That's where a lot of our content lives. It's over there. And yeah, click the like button. Show us that you like what we do. It would be awesome to have you along and share our little show with everyone else. Yeah, so I have to talk about Scottish Power. Did anybody see the photographs of Scottish Power at the Scottish Championships this past weekend? They debuted a new product. Now, I don't know if this is the official title for them or not, but we've kind of christened them Bagpipe Umbrellas. They were photographed tuning up outside the arena um, with these large red kind of umbrellas, basically, that kind of clipped onto your drone. I think it was the bass drone they were attached to. So you've seen a circle of pipers all standing playing, tuning up, but each one of them was covered with a red umbrella. 
which was really weird to see. But you know what? They really seemed to work because if you actually heard Scottish Power at the weekends, wow, what a sound they had. And they actually sounded really amazing. You know, the playing went just fantastic. Maybe it was the umbrellas. Who knows? But I'll tell you something, they looked awesome. Now, whether they were completely functional or not, I don't know. I don't know if the umbrella was there to keep the rain off the player or the rain off the instrument. But either way, it seemed to serve its purpose. And for one, also, it seemed to draw a pretty large crowd. People were like, what is that? (laughs) It was very, very interesting to watch. So I know very little about this product. All I have seen is the same photographs that you guys have seen. But I'm intrigued. I'd love to see how these work and even possibly where you can go and buy one. So, yeah, the bagpipe umbrella. Yeah, I don't know if it's a thing or not, but the Scottish Bar certainly were using them at the weekend. Now, I don't know, they didn't play them in the arena. I tell you that, they only used them whenever they were tuning up. So I wonder what the rule book would say if they were to tick these umbrellas in with them. Hmm. I wonder is there anything in the rule book to say you can't walk on with an umbrella? I don't know. That's food for thought. Grand. So there you go. That's pretty much it for the piping news this week. Yeah, we're going to start talking all about our predictions and all of that stuff on next week's podcast. I say the next week's going to be pretty special where we're going to be talking all about predictions regardless of the grade. We're going to march our way through 4B, 4A, 3B, 3A, 2 and 1 until yeah, we put all our eggs in one basket and then we all have a laugh whenever we all get it dreadfully wrong. Ha! Awesome. Well, guys, I think I've talked enough for the piping news. I think it's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea and throw my heels up and finally get down for the topic of the week. Loud Pipes Visual Media is your dedicated resource for coverage of pipe bands from Northern Ireland. Loud Pipes Visual Media specialises in both photography and videography so you don't only get to see the fantastic spectacle of piping and drumming but you also get to hear it too. Loud Pipes Visual Media is always very keen to promote bands from Northern Ireland so if you or your band has an event or you would like a specific photograph or video taken please get in touch with Loud Pipes Visual Media on their Facebook page or contact Barbara on 07719231402 Hello, this is Scott Wood and you're listening to The Big Rab Show Looking to book more gigs? Or maybe you're just a busker looking for more work? House of Piping connects bagpipers with clients looking to hire Member profiles include an image gallery contact information a link to your website, and audio-video recordings, all with full 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow for an exclusive membership discount. Again, that's houseofpiping.com forward slash bigrabshow and get piping. Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Yes indeed, it's time for the topic of the week and 
Yeah, you've probably guessed already. By the title of the podcast, I do this each and every week, I stick a big title about what we're going to be talking about. So, hey, this is what it is. We're going to be talking about live streaming. Now, this has been requested on our show now for so long. A lot of people want to know about the live streaming. Now, the reason why it's hitting the topic of the week is because we just announced there today, as we're recording this, about what's going to be happening at the World Championships. Hmm. It was a bitter pill to swallow. It was been a bit of a long road for us. So let's talk about that news story, shall we? It's not often that the Rab Show actually mixed the news, but here we go. <laughs> Talking about ourselves. Yeah, the World Championships are happening, as you're quite aware. And also, as you're quite aware, the BBC live stream all of Grade 1, both on qualifying and on finals day, all online. You can go and watch it, and it's completely free. You can go and tune in wherever you are around the world, and you can catch all the action from Arena 1, the Grade 1 competition. And it's just awesome. I have to say, I'm a massive fan of the live stream. I've watched it before. There's been a few years where I haven't been able to go, and this year's one of them, unfortunately. Uh, I know, that's another topic in itself, believe me. But yeah, I'm going to be enjoying the live stream, just like you guys. I'm going to be at home watching the BBC live stream and possibly playing along with the Bob Warhol drinking game. But (laughs) at least said about that, the better. I think he'll be drunk after three bands. But anyway, (laughs) drink responsibly, even though that's so much fun. Anyway, (laughs) I'm getting off topic now. Yeah, live streaming. We have been kind of in negotiations throughout most of the season. We've been kind of hearing rumours about we may be able to live stream the lower grades. Maybe we'll be able to do some of the drop majors. Maybe, uh, you know, there's been little rumours here and there all over the place. And then one thing has led to another. And we have heard now officially that we will not be allowed to live stream anywhere in the park on the day. At the World Championships. So it is. It's a better pill to swallow. I think. Yeah. Um, but I think it's to do with contractual arrangements. I don't say I think. I know. It's to do with contractual agreements. Between the RSPBA themselves. And the BBC. So that's how things are. And if I was to go. And you know me and the team were going to go to the Worlds. And we were to bring our cell phones or whatever. Uh, yeah, sure, we could possibly do it uh, through our own personal accounts. But then, yeah, it's whenever it makes its way through onto the Rab Show Facebook pages. It's all very complicated. It's all about licensing and it could all get very complicated and very messy. But a very long story short, the RSPBA did say that they would try to accommodate us every way they could. And if we are, you know, provided them with a list of bands and who we wanted to film and all the rest... But as far as broadcasting them out live was concerned, yeah, that was kind of a no-no. Because the rights of the park on the day belong to the BBC. So that's, it is what it is. But it sparked a whole uh, backlash, I think, would be the term. Uh, Now, this happened last year. So this year, I suppose, didn't come as any surprise to me. Um... You know, I think even last year, uh, the mighty drone chorus wasn't allowed to record anything at the World Championships. Now, you guys know drone chorus from YouTube. This guy produces some of the best piping and drumming videos on YouTube available today. And 
they're incredible. The sound quality, the picture quality as well. Like how this guy gets some of the, the quality shots that he does. I don't know a secret, but <laughs> I would love to know. But yeah, he has not been allowed to go to the World Championships and film Grade 1. Because, yeah, because it's all under rights by BBC. So... It is what it is. It's not just a blanket ban on me. It's nothing against ourselves here at the Rab Show. But it's just... That's the agreement that's in place with the BBC. That they have sole rights over broadcasting and filming and all of that kind of stuff. This is a very complicated story. But suffice to say, ourselves here on the Big Rab Show, we cannot live stream anything from the World Championships. This raised a large topic, as I said, caused a bit of a backlash. Because as we announced it on Facebook, we had a lot of messages coming from people saying this was outrageous, this was terrible, oh my word, that was awful, ah, oh, conspiracy, rah, 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 rah. all this crazy talk. And no, it shouldn't come as any real surprise. Because this happened the year before. And there has, I think there's been similar agreements the year before that, but we were really only doing our live streaming since last year. So last year, we started live streaming every competition that we possibly could. That included all of the majors, including the results, grade one, grade two, any grade that we could get our hands on, that we could do time-wise to try and bring as much piping content to you guys, the piping fans. You guys that are around the world that maybe can't make it to Dumbarton one week. Uh, maybe can't make it to Paisley. Or, yeah, maybe can't make it to the Worlds. You know, that's why we do this. People did ask, what's the motivation? Why do you do live streaming in the first place? Well, some people... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of laughing because a lot of people actually think we get paid for it. A lot of people think that we're doing the live streaming and we're doing all of this work, producing stuff online, because we get paid. No. I'll tell you that now. I really wish we did. It would be awesome. But no. <laughs> we do it completely for free. We don't charge for it and we don't certainly don't make any money. If anything, we possibly lose money every week because it costs us quite a bit of money. To produce, you're, you're talking about your mobile data that you're using on your cell phone, you have your travel costs, you have your on-the-day costs, as everybody does. But yeah, you know, we certainly don't make money from it. The motivation behind it, it's not trying to undercut anyone, it's not trying to, uh, you know, I've heard so many other different motivations behind possibly doing the live stream and why we're doing it. I'll tell you why we're doing it. We do the live stream and... Because we're very aware that the piping audience is so international and there's so many people who can't come to these events. And there isn't anywhere else online doing it. There's nobody else producing this content live as it happens. And that's where, yeah, I thought exactly the same reason I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> if you go back right the way to episode podcast one... I explained to you why I was putting the podcast together. And the simple reason was is because no one else is doing it. So I thought we'd give it a go. And here we are. Look at us. <laughs> We're going strong and still going. And if anything, that's what I found from the live streaming. Whenever we first kicked off, I maybe done a couple of little live streams from, I think it was Cookstown in the Mid-Ulster Championships. And those, those live streams just blew up. 
It went nuts. I couldn't believe the sheer volume of people who tuned in. Just to see, I think at that time I was filming Port of Ogie, pipe band, in grade four. And, you know, that amount of people that were tuning and go, wow, what's this? A live competition as it happens? This is awesome. And that's exactly the motivation behind it. Because people tuning in around the world to enjoy our amazing music. There's no ulterior motive. There's no money spinning. There's no... There's nothing like that. You know, I've heard so many different reasons. Oh, you're probably doing it because you want to be famous. What? At no point does anyone put themselves in front of the camera. The only thing in front of the camera would be the bands. If we're live streaming from an event. Yeah, we do do live streams from our radio show. But that's whenever we're live on the air and it's me talking and it's just another way for you guys to interact. So, yeah, we're not trying to be famous there at all either. We're just trying to give you another way to message in. So, yeah, that's the motivation behind it. Essentially, what we're trying to do is to spread and push out our piping music, our piping culture. And we're showing people saying, hey, look at what's happening. Right now in Dumbarton, people are fighting for the Scottish Championships. And this is how they're doing it. Listen to this. This sounds amazing. That's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to push it as far and as wide and as internationally as possible. So people can see these events and go, wow, that kicks butt. I really want to get myself to a competition someday. And that's happened. If anything, a load of people are going to competitions now on the back of what they've seen. Now... There has been an argument about live stream versus actual attendance at events. It's actually been raised with us quite a number of times saying, well, if you're going to live stream it, Rob, why are people going to get off their butt and actually go to an event? You know, will live streaming actually affect footfall at a competition? You know, will people just lie on the sofa, scratch themselves and watch the competition or will they get up and go and watch it themselves to experience it in person. My argument for that would be, look at our world champions, or champions, championships, the biggest event in the piping calendar. That has been live streamed now by the BBC for this last number of years. I can't even remember how long they've been doing the live streaming of the event. And it's packed to the rafters. Hundreds of thousands of people turn up to this event to be there, to experience it firsthand, to go and see these grade one bands within touching distance and just feel the sound, feel the noise. Do you know what I mean? And the experience itself has to be experienced. And if anything, you can compare it to other events as well. The likes of the Glymphitic. The Glymphitic Championships has been live streamed now for this past number of years and you can't get a ticket for it. You can't get in the door. The tickets for the Glymphitic Championships sell out as soon as they go. As soon as they go live, boom, tickets are gone. Bye-bye. The only chance you have of seeing it is live stream. (laughs) So when people argue about live streaming affecting footfall, I don't know. I have to disagree, to be honest. Our live streaming ourselves, we are trying to target the people who can't make it. 
They're, they're the guys that we're reaching out to. We're saying, yeah, it sucks that you can't get to whatever particular event for whatever reason, but don't worry. We have you covered. You're going to see what happened, even if it's after the fact. I find that happens quite a lot, actually. What happens is the event happens, the competition happens all the way from 9 a.m. till whatever time in the evening, say 7 o'clock in the evening. And then what happens is the messages start coming through. Everyone says, oh, I'm just starting out watching grade one now. Please nobody tell me the results. <laughs> so people use it almost like a catch-up player for TV. They're like, oh, I haven't heard grade one today, but I know the Rab Show's filmed it. Nobody tell me. Nobody tell me. <laughs> That's happened so many times now. People use it like a catch-up service. Now, I know myself. Personally, I have used it like a catch-up service myself. Even whenever I'm there in person and I'm experiencing it firsthand and I'm filming the thing and I even get to hear it firsthand, I use it as a catch-up, especially when the results are given out. It's great to be able to watch back and think to yourself, you know, wow, what happened there? Did they deserve first place? What about second place? Did they deserve that? Yeah, so from that aspect, yeah, the live streaming... Is really just for the people who can't make it. It's not for those who want to go and then can't be arsed. Well, I know it's talking from a place of complete bias. Because we're the guys who produce the live stream. Of course I'm going to say how great it is. So, but there has to be a negative. There has to be a negative. So I guess that's where people are, what they're looking for at the moment. They're trying to find the negative. And... There has been talk about the broadcasting of copyrighted material. That was talked about. Which is a very grey area whenever you're talking about a public performance. Because essentially what you're doing is you're performing in public at a competition in front of the public. And yeah, it gets into whole rules and regulations of filming at live events. And we all know whenever you go to a live concert... You see countless amounts of people standing with their cell phones, filming and recording the whole thing. I actually went to a gig once. I can't even remember who it was I was watching. But the guy actually filmed the thing from start to finish and then uploaded the whole thing to YouTube. <laughs> You're just thinking, what? What? This dude paid, like I think it was 30 quid a ticket. And now everyone at home tuning in on YouTube are going to see that entire show from start to finish from his point of view, for free. So, yeah, I can understand why people might be a little bit annoyed whenever they pay an entry fee to get into an event and they're there to experience these bands firsthand and then there's guys sitting at home drinking cups of tea, scratching themselves and watching it all live on Facebook. So, yeah, I can understand. And especially... You know, when our association are running events like this and they are paying, you know, entry fee, they're charging an entry fee for people to come and attend their events. And, you know, will live streaming affect their incoming revenue as a result? That's what I had thought down as negatives. This is what I have in my notes as possible negatives for live streaming. The broadcasting of possible copyrighted material. But then again, it's not because you're filming at a public event. And then when you're talking about filming at a public event, then, you know, are you undercutting any kind of an entry fee 
or door charge or anything like that. Well, there is a catch-22. There is that element of it. You are going to have the odd person who just says, Ah, Rab's going to film it. I'm not going to bother going. There, there is a risk there. I'm not going to lie. There is a risk. There could be some people that just says, Ah, I'm not going to go to the Worlds this year. The BBC is going to film it. Now, <laughs> to that person I would say, first of all, you're an idiot. <laughs> wow, that's controversial. But yeah, come on. If you have an opportunity to get to the World Championships and you're not going to go because you'd rather watch it on a laptop, the, the mind just boggles. It doesn't make sense at all. Ugh. But <laughs> yeah, the attendance at live events, you know, There's no substitute. Let's look at the bigger picture. Someone even suggested this to me as a possible, you know, way of thinking around live streaming. Look at sporting events, football matches, anything like that. Live has been always broadcast live on the telly. Millions of people tune in around the world to watch events such as the World Cup, the Olympics... Things like this that are all broadcast live and you don't get charged for it. You know, you can just tune in on your telly. Boom, there it is. You can watch some guy throwing a shot put for half an hour. Lethal. Did you pay any entry fee to go and watch him? No, but you can still watch him. That's the argument, I suppose. But then again, the attendance at these events are always packed. Like the World Cup soccer final. Come on, you cannot get a ticket for that event doesn't matter who you are. You're not getting in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So the attendance at these events, I honestly can't see it being broadcast live anywhere as being a negative thing. Now, I can understand my bias, and I'm sure you guys out there will probably cut me down and say, Ah, oh, Rab, you're full of it, mate, because you're the one that's producing this live stream. And of course I'm going to say how great it is. So... Yeah, fair enough. You've got a valid point there. I can't really speak about this impartially. But I, I'm finding it pretty difficult to find the negative in this. I am doing my best to try and see, yeah, maybe I could be doing some real harm. Do you know? I don't know. Maybe you guys can tell me. You can email me in. BigRabShow at gmail.com <laughs> It's an interesting conversation. If anything, what I'm trying to do is catch the people who can't go. I'm trying to throw our music and our culture as far and wide as possible. All you have to do is look at our live streams on our Facebook page and just see the variety of people that tune in from all around the world. And that still blows me away where people tune in from. You know, it's just incredible. Like, you really don't think... That somebody in Kuala Lumpur will really be interested in what Inveraria is doing this year. But we've had people tuning in from there. <laughs> it's just nuts. It really is. But if anything, yeah, I, I guess you could look at it as advertising. Essentially, what I would love to do is to throw this as far and as wide as humanly possible... And then hopefully have more people attracted to go and see these events themselves in person. Because we can't physically film every single eventuality that happens. 
all of the grades seem to run at the same time sometimes and it's just difficult to catch everything you know so going to see the event in person there's no substitute so essentially what we're doing is we're doing our utmost to try and promote piping and drumming internationally as well as allowing the fans who can't make the event we're allowing them some sort of an access to something that they ordinarily wouldn't have had before now we have had some really heartfelt messages recently from people who have been for want of a better term in really bad health we've had some people actually hospitalized and watching from their hospital bed and like some of the stuff would really make you cry like it's, it's insane um we actually had a guy who had recently just suffered a heart attack and hadn't been able to attend any competitions this year at all and he felt as a result of his heart attack that that was it that his pipe in life was over and he would never get to a competition again and that was it you know you'd be housebound game over kind of thing but he says that he lives every weekend and cannot wait for our live stream to begin because at these competitions there is no one else doing live streaming like what we're producing. So he knows that each Saturday the Rab Show will be live streaming something. Even if it's from Northern Ireland, he's based in Scotland, this man. Um, and so, yeah, but, you know, we're covering the major championships. We're covering bands that he wants to see. So he still, each weekend, gets his, <laughs> you know, his fix of pipe bands. Be it for one or two hours or whatever amount of live streaming we can produce. It was just, yeah, it's awesome to be able to help people like this. Do you know, and whenever you receive messages like that, it kind of puts things in perspective. The amount of times we could possibly have people complaining, saying, oh, the sound is terrible, the picture's quality is just awful, and, you know, you're wobbling all over the place, you're filming the grass, you're filming the sky. Uh, you know, messages like this, Man, they really do put it in perspective. So, to everyone who has enjoyed our live stream, thank you, first of all. Thank you, each and every one of you, for supporting what we do. And if you do support what we do, don't forget to check out our Patreon. Yeah, because we do hope to invest in some new equipment. The whole end game for our live streaming is to just try and up the quality. Maybe not the quantity. We may be able to get a larger team on board. Uh, but first of all, we'll try and fix the quality because there there is some quality issues. We're not going to lie. We had a lot of connection problems and stuff at Dumbarton, which was difficult to deal with, as well as the conditions. You know, we were battling trying to film in the pouring rain. So there is a ways around it. You can get equipment that is impervious to the rain and the wind and give you a better cell, you know, coverage. And so... Yeah, that's all, I'm slabbering now. But, that, you know, that's how we kind of want to support ourselves is by running the Patreon so we can invest in new equipment so we can up the quality game. And that's the only thing, really, it's for. We're not here to skim off a profit and, you know, jet off somewhere to the Bahamas. So, <laughs> yeah, this is a long topic of the week. But I, I thought I really wanted to talk to you guys about it. And because it's not often the rap show actually makes the news. So there you are. What do you guys think about live stream? Do you think that we do more harm than good? We have had a lot of negative comments come our direction. Or maybe we haven't. I think, well, it's like anything. 
when you get a hundred great messages saying what a fantastic job and you get two negative ones, it's the two negative ones you remember, isn't it? That's always the way. But we have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of really positive messages of people saying thank you and all of that, which is just awesome. And that's what we're here for. You know, we aren't here to try and undercut the RSPBA by affecting footfall. If anything, we're doing our best to advertise what they do and to advertise our amazing events and saying to look how amazing this is. Come and see this. Uh, So... Yeah, we're not trying to get profit. We're not doing it to make money. Um, you know, definitely not. You know, if anyone ever thinks for a second that oh, them guys are rolling in dough. Look how many people are tuning in. Yes, we're getting loads of people tuning in, but we're not charging. We're certainly not asking them, any one of them, for any money at all, and we never will. You know, it doesn't really cost us anything to click that go live button. Apart from our mobile data, our travel fees, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But hey, we do it for the love of what we do. And we hope that you guys appreciate it. And that's it. Really, that's essentially it. So, yeah, we're not going to be live streaming at the World Championships. That's just it. It's a bitter pill to swallow because you do work so hard all season covering every possible competition you can and then when it comes to the biggest one in the calendar yeah you're told no it is difficult to yeah it's difficult to accept although it is it's not difficult to accept at the same time does that make any sense <laughs> probably doesn't but yeah i kind of knew that's what the lay of the land was. The way the contractual agreements are with the BBC, they have exclusive rights. And that's just it. That's the crux of it. And there's no negotiating around it. You know, the money has exchanged hands. That's how these agreements are set in stone. That's just it. So it is what it is, folks. Sorry that we're not going to be live streaming at the World Championships. We had a lot of backlash, a load of people really disappointed. Although the animosity was not directed towards us, it was directed towards the likes of the RSPBA and the BBC. But I tell you something, as much as people are slagging them off, I will be the first person to defend them. Because honestly, the BBC live stream from the World Championships each year is just phenomenal. It's possibly the highlight of the live streaming calendar. It's just awesome what the BBC are producing each year. It's fantastic. And they might, uh, people are thinking I'm just paying lip service to it. No, I'm not. This is my podcast and I can say pretty much as I please. I'm not ruled by Ofcom. If I think it's crap, I can say it's crap. But honestly, my gut feeling on it is the BBC do an amazing job. A lot of people don't actually get to see it because they're there on the field on the day. But trust me, the live streaming online... That the BBC produce is second to none. Bob Worrell is locked in that little room of his all day. I don't even think he gets out to go to the toilet. <laughs> but he is locked in that room. And he studies each performance just as we do at home. And most times Bob's actually reading your mind. You know, he talks about, oh, maybe there's a little squeak in the chanter there. Or, you know, he's, he's saying out loud what we're thinking. And it's just... Amazing. So, if you're going to start complaining about what the BBC are doing, then you're going to take away from what they're doing. 
Do you know what I mean? When you're saying to them, ah, oh, you have to be full on grade 3A and grade 4B in the morning. No, it's an impossibility. The World Championships is so huge. It is such a large event. You couldn't possibly film every single event. Every single event. It's just an impossibility. Now, granted, fair enough, someone argued the BBC were able to cover the Olympics. You know, and you had thousands of different sporting events all running at the one time. And you were able to select which one you wanted to watch on the red button. And all of this kind of stuff through interactive television. But, yeah, I really don't know. I don't know if the World Championships warrants such a large investment. Because that is a lot of money to spend covering these events. With working, well, I can't say I'm working in the media. But, yeah, from working in this side of the camera, I can understand the amount of work that goes into trying to produce something like this. So covering absolutely everything from drum majors to novice juvenile to grade 4A, B, grade 3A, B, grade 2. To cover everything, it would just be a mammoth task. You couldn't possibly do it. So as much as people are complaining about the agreement that the RSPBA have with the BBC, I am the first to sing its praises. I think the agreement they have in place is absolutely fantastic. You get the amazing TV show that they produce for BBC Scotland, plus uh, you get four hours worth of it on BBC Alba. That's just, oh, the BBC Alba show is just amazing. Oh, fantastic. And then, not forgetting, you get live streaming from the second the first band hits the line until the final results have been read out. Now, that's starting on Friday, running right the way through to Saturday night. So, that's not a small task. That's not a small job. And the BBC have done, this previous year's done an amazing, amazing amount of work. And so I take my hat off to them. And the RSPBA have been there supporting them. And, yeah, I think their contractual agreement with the BBC is 100% correct. Realistically, what we do, we're a community radio station from Fuse FM in Balamoney. We're, you know, we're pretty small fish whenever it comes to the giant that is the BBC. So if you're going to be trying to publicise your event nationwide or even around the world, the BBC is the one to go to. Not with us and Fuse. <laughs> Fuse FM, do you know? Granted, we are the show for the fans. We are the show for the piping folk. So, yeah, we are, you know, the target audience. Do you know what I mean? The BBC are kind of throwing it a little, a bit of a wider net. But uh, this is a very long conversation, I think, that will probably continue for quite a while. But it is what it is. We won't be live streaming at the Worlds this year. Given all of the previous coverage that we've managed to do, the door shuts there. Now, that's not to say we won't be live streaming during Worlds Week. Because it's the Pipe and Life Festival. Now, Pipe and Life themselves have actually realised the power of live streaming... And they're going to be live streaming quite a number of events themselves. They're going to be live streaming the master solos, plus a whole bunch of the lunchtime recitals, including you know, Jack Lee, Willie McCallum. Just amazing. So these are all going to be live streamed over the internet for free. You can go and tune them in and watch it anytime. Just look at pipeandlive.co.uk and go and check it out. Now they are taking the bull by the horns, I think, on this one, and they are producing live streaming of their own. So this is the food for thought. I'll leave you with this after the topic of the week. The Rab Show, ourselves, 
we have been doing live streaming on our radio show, a Facebook page and that now, for two years. The reason we've been doing it is simply because nobody else is. We've been doing it because of people who can't make it and all. We've discussed all of that. But we're doing it because nobody else is. Now, if the RSPBA, our own association, be it in Scotland, be it in Northern Ireland, be it anywhere else, in the US, Canada, New Zealand, wherever, if a decision is made by the association to run live streaming, I would be the first to say congratulations, that's awesome, it's about darn time. <laughs> I would love our association to start doing live streaming. I thought I think it would be the way forward. They've already kind of started to dabble with YouTube. Have you caught this? The RSPBA YouTube channel? It's awesome. And they're doing a fantastic job. But again, they're only kind of dipping their toes. You know, I'd like them to jump into their shoulders. Let's get stuck into this. Yeah, get into the live streaming. People want to see these events live as they happen and join in with the excitement. So, we're doing it for the time being, until such times as someone else lifts the torch and runs with it. So, it is what it is. We'll carry on. We will continue on. We will bring you as much live streaming from Pipe and Live as we possibly can, as we manage to attend events all the way through the running week. And then, we'll be wrapping up the season in sunny Portrush, but that's for another podcast. Right, guys. That's it for the topic of the week. How long was that? Wow. That's a long podcast this week, man. Hope you've managed to stick with us so far. Please, please do send us in listener mail. We have had very little coming through to the mailbox this past week. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Again, that's BigRabShow at gmail.com. Even if you haven't any commentary on anything that you've just listened to, please do mail us in for next week's show. Next week's show is going to be an important one. It's going to be recorded during Pipe and Live week. Oh, and of course, it's going to be the predictions show. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Now that Dumbarton has finished, we want to hear you, who you guys think is going to go and lift the big one. Now, we're not just talking about grade one. We're talking about every grade. What are your picks for every grade going through? Email them in to us, please. BigRabShow at gmail.com and we'll have a conversation. We'll run through everyone's predictions that managed to get emailed into us. Yeah, and we'll have a bit of a, a bit of a laugh, actually, at each other to see who we think is going to win what grade. Email them in, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Thanks a million for tuning in this week and we'll see you all again here next time. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com. The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions 2016 in Verarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1, and until next time, we'll see you right here in the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.